My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm in ancient Ephesus on the Stadium Road. The Stadium Road began just about at the theater, and it went from the theater all the way this way to the stadium, where there was a stadium that seated 30,000 spectators. And the stadium was busy most days, morning, afternoon, and early evening with all kinds of events. Gladiator fights, wild animal fights, chariot races, and even the killing of common criminals, which included the killing of Christians. All of that occurred just down this road in the ancient stadium. This road was used by people who really loved entertainment, constantly walking down this street to get to the stadium where they could be entertained for a whole day of activities. When we read what Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, he was describing events that would occur in society at the end of the age. Well, when Timothy was living here and he was the pastor of the church, he was already dealing with real societal issues and problems, problems that were in the church. But Paul pointed to the future nearly 2,000 years and described what would occur at the very end of the church age. And listen to what he said in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 and verse 2. This know also that in the last days, you see here the Holy Spirit is pointing to the very end of the age, the age in which we live. In the last days, perilous times shall come. Then beginning in verse 2, the Holy Spirit begins enumerating the different signs we'll see at the end of the age. And listen to what he begins with first. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Wow. Those words shall be are a translation of the Greek word Amy, which really means I am. It describes a generation of people who will be self-focused, self-absorbed. They will be the center of their own world. They will live for entertainment and live for themselves. That's what the Holy Spirit lists first as the primary characteristic of people at the end of the age, a people that are self-centered, self-absorbed, the I am, generation. That is the first thing the Holy Spirit said about society at the very end of the age. We need to know what Jesus said about the signs we'll see just before he comes again. And we need to know how to survive the end times. We're called by God to live in these times, not to fail, not to be victimized. We can survive. We can even thrive in this time period. And that is what I'm going to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and I've been waiting for you. And today, you and I are going to return to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, where the Holy Spirit prophetically describes what's going to happen in society at the very end of the age. You know, when some people teach on prophecy, they really dwell on the subject of Israel. I don't do that. I deal with 2 Timothy chapter 3, where the Holy Spirit describes events we're going to see happening all around us, wherever we live, events in society at the very end of the age. And we need to know what the Holy Spirit has to say because he categorically 
emphatically spoke to us on this subject. And that's why I want you to order my entire series, which is called End Times Survival Guide. It is 15 parts and it is just jam-packed with revelation and insight from 2 Timothy chapter 3 about the events we're going to see happening all around us at the end of the age. And my friends, the Holy Spirit never tells us anything to scare us. He gives us information to prepare us, and He wants you and me to be prepared to live victoriously in this age. And this series comes with a study guide that is 150 pages long. It is overflowing with all the information, the Greek words and the points and the principles in the series. So you can read it while you see it or while you listen to it and really get this teaching down deep inside you. So please order yours today by going online or give us a call. And we're also offering you right now my book called Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes. Jesus gave us signs in Matthew 24 to alert us to where we are on the prophetic journey to the end of the age. And we need to know the signs we'll see just before Jesus comes. So order yours today. And we're also ordering, offering you today my book called Last Days Survival Guide, a scriptural handbook to prepare you for these perilous times. You will devour this book. And today I'm going to be reading some from this book. But hey, reach for your Bible. And as you reach for your Bible, remember that if you need prayer, we're here for you and we want to pray for you. So let us know how to pray for you by calling us or sending us your email. And the moment we hear from you, we're going to begin to really pray with you. But today I want us to return to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, where the Apostle Paul is writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And he says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Very quickly, I want to review this verse. The word this in Greek is the word tauto. It points to something very, very specific. It is though the Holy Spirit is pointing at something emphatically this, explicitly this, this, no, also. But when you read the Greek text, the word also appears in the Greek sentence structure before the word no. And that is very important because in Greek, it is the word day, which describes something that is categorical, something that is emphatic. It could be translated as the word indeed. So it literally means you categorically must know this. You emphatically must know this. Indeed, you must know this. And the word know is a direct form of the Greek word genosko. The word genosko in this case means to know something definitely, to know something emphatically, to know something with absolute certainty, which means the Holy Spirit in this verse is not telling us about something that could potentially develop. He is describing something emphatically with absolute certainty that will take place in the very end of the age. And that's why he wants us to know, not so we'll be scared, but so we'll be prepared. And in fact, the Greek tense of this word ginosko, here translated no, depicts something that must be known. It must be recognized. It must be acknowledged. The Holy Spirit wants us to know this information. Then he continues in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 1 and says, This know also that 
even the word that is important because it is the Greek word hoti, which I call a pointer word. It's pointing to the subject. Here is what you emphatically must know. Well, what is it? It says that in the last days, perilous times shall come. And as we saw in yesterday's program, this word last is the Greek word eschatos. And that is so important because the word eschatos here translated as the word last, depicts the very ultimate end of a thing, the very extreme end. It was used in classical Greek literature to depict a place furthest away, such as the ends of the earth. If you've gone there, you can go no further. It is the extreme end. It was used in a navigational sense to depict the final port or last stopping off place on a journey. If you've come to this port, there are no more ports. This is the end of the road. It is something that is final, the very end, and it is where we get the word eschatology, which is the study of end times or last things. That is the word last, the Greek word eschatos, which means the Holy Spirit in this verse was pointing his prophetic finger 2,000 years into the future, describing what would take place at the very, very end of the last days. And as I told you in the last program, the last days began on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out. That is what triggered this period called the last days. But now 2,000 years later, we're living at the very extreme end of that period. It is the last stopping off place. There's no more ports to stop at. We're the very, very final end. And it really means that when we come to the ultimate end of the church age, that's the age we're living in. When we arrive at the very, very end, just before Jesus comes and we've reached the final port and we cannot go any further, in those very last of the last days, the Holy Spirit says, perilous times shall come. And we saw yesterday that the word perilous is the Greek word kalopos. Wow, what an amazing word. It's only used twice in the New Testament. One of those times is here. This word calipus, which here is translated as the word perilous, describes something that is dangerous, risky, or harmful. It pictures something that is wounding. It is used in literature to even depict wild, vicious, uncontrollable, ferocious animals that were considered to be unpredictable and dangerous. It pictures a deadly menace or denotes anything that is treacherous or potentially harmful. It is used even to describe ugly words which, when spoken, are hurtful and emotionally hard to bear. It depicts an action, place, person, or thing that is harsh, harmful, and filled with risk. And by using this word, the Holy Spirit says at the very, very end of the age, you'll know you have reached the end of the age because you will live in times that are filled with danger, risk, and hurt. It will be wounding times that are wild, unpredictable, vicious, menacing times filled with treachery and harm. And the word times is important. These are called the last days, but in Greek it is the word times, perilous times, the Greek word kairos, which depicts a specific season. So the Holy Spirit says the very last season, the very last period in the end of the last days will be marked by peril, dangerous, risky, 
treacherous times. But he continues to say these times shall come. And as I told you yesterday, the words shall come are a translation of the Greek word in Inestemi, a compound of two words, the word in, which means to be in, like to be in something, and the word stami, which means to stand. But when you compound the two words together, here it is translated shall come. But when you read this in Greek, it is riveting because here's what it means. It depicts standing in the middle of something, to stand in the very midst of a thing, to be surrounded by a thing to be encumbered by a thing, to stand in the very middle of whatever is being discussed, it signifies being surrounded by something so surrounded that you will feel as if there is no escape. Now, I want to read to you from page 35 in my book, Last Day's Survival Guide. Listen to this. Using this Greek word, the Holy Spirit prophetically declares that those who live in this last season will feel as if they're completely surrounded and encumbered on every side by dark and inescapable developments. It will seem like they are being assaulted from every direction by the backlash of these parable times with no possibility of escape. Yet those who have listened to the Holy Spirit fortifying and equipping themselves for the days ahead will live victoriously and unaffected by the disturbing developments that seem to surround them on every side. Listen to this. Mm. The voice of the Holy Spirit in this prophetic season is urging anyone who has ears to hear, warning God's people in advance that perilous times are coming at the end of the age so we can hear, heed, obey, and be protected, or we can ignore the Holy Spirit's impassioned pleading. If we choose the latter, we will be affected along with the rest of society by the perilous times that will encumber the world as the time approaches for Jesus' return. The words last days in this context unquestionably point to the conclusion of the age, to that moment when we've reached the end of the prophetic road and we can travel no further in this period called the last days. As believers, our response is not to hide from the evil that is prophesied to emerge on a scale unlike anything we've imagined. We who believe in the authority of the Bible and in the power of the Holy Spirit must remain committed to the truth of Scripture and steadfastly advance to shine the light of God's Word in an end times world that lies in darkness. This is not a time for us to get into fear. This is a time for us to hear the Holy Spirit's voice and to emerge with answers for a world that lies in darkness. People need you. This is not a time for you to cower in fear. This is a time for you to step forth with the answers in God's word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Wow, this is so powerful. But if you were to take all of these Greek words in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 1 and translate them into what I call the RIV, which is the Renner Interpretive Version, it could be translated like this. You emphatically and categorically need to know with unquestionable certainty that in the very end of days, when time has sailed to its last port and no more time remains for the journey, that last season will stand in the midst of uncontrollable, unpredictable, hurtful, treacherous, menacing times that will be emotionally difficult for people to bear. Now, all of that is just in verse 1. But when you come to verse 2, 
the Holy Spirit speaking through Paul begins to describe 25 characteristics that will emerge in society at the very, very end of the age. Now, in this series, this week, we're going to be dealing with 18 of them, but in fact, there are actually 25. If you want to study all 25, then order the entire series, Last Day's Survival Guide, or order my book, Last Day's Survival Guide. It is so powerful and just loaded with the answers that you need. But I want to read to you from page 69 in this book. Listen to this. My friends, the Holy Spirit is so good to warn us in advance of everything that we need to know. Page 69 says, In my book, Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes, I discuss in depth the signs we'll see just before Jesus comes that are listed in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. But the Apostle Paul here, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, enumerates 25 characteristics that will develop in society at the very end of the age and that we will witness. In other words, when all of these dark characteristics are manifesting simultaneously, it should be taken as a big welcome sign that announces we're no longer journeying toward the last of the last days, but we have finally entered into them. And my friends, those are the days that we're living in right now. So you say, well, what are the 25 characteristics that the Holy Spirit enumerated about society in the very end of the age. Here they are. Number one, people will be lovers of their own selves. Number two, people will be covetous. Number three, people will be boasters. Number four, people will be proud. Number five, people will be blasphemers. Number six, people will become disobedient to parents. Number seven, society will become unthankful. Number eight, unholy. Number nine, people will become without natural affection. What does that mean? We're going to find out. Number 10, people will become truce breakers. Number 11, people will become false accusers. Number 12, society will become incontinent. Number 13, society will become fierce. Number 14, people will become despisers of those that are good. Number 15, people will become traitors. Number 16, people will become heady. Number 17, people will become high-minded. Number 18, people will become lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Number 19, people will have a form of godliness. Number 20, they will deny the power of godliness. Number 21, evil people will find a way to creep into houses. Number 22, evil people will take captive silly women. Mm, what does that mean? Well, you need to read my book, Last Day's Survival Guide, to find out. Number 23, the occult will become widespread and will try to confront the church, but the church's power will be greater than the power of the occult. Number 24, men will have corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. And finally, number 25, men will become more evil, evil and seducing in a widespread fashion. All of those are the 25 signs the Holy Spirit enumerated will take place at the very end of the age. But number one is in chapter 3 and verse 1, where the Holy Spirit says, Men shall be lovers of their own selves. Shall be in Greek is a form of the word amy, which means I am. This tells us, first of all, the end of the age, society will become the I am generation, self-focused and self-absorbed. And now that is clarified by the phrase lovers of their own self, which is the strange Greek word philautos. This word is so strange. It's a compound of two words, the word philos and the word autos. 
The word philos means to love or to be fond of. It denotes the love, the fondness, the attention, the attraction, or romantic feelings that you would have for someone else. The word autos means oneself, and when you compound these together, it depicts a love of self and actually describes an inordinate self-love, self-preoccupation, or one who is in love with and consumed with himself, one that is self-absorbed, self-focused. It depicts inordinate self-love. Love. Now, the Holy Spirit says at the end of the age, society will become in love with itself. It will become the I am generation rather than think of what they can sacrifice for the church or sacrifice for others. They will want to know about me, 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 me. It will be the I am generation. Now, here is the problem. This describes a misdirected love that causes everything else in the chapter to go tilt and to go off base. In the city of Pisa in Italy, there is a famous tower called the Leaning Tower of Pisa. When they begin to build that structure, it began to tilt dangerously. Rather than fix it, they just kept building and building and building and building. And today, there is a crooked structure which has to be supported or it will fall. Likewise, in the very end of the age, the Holy Spirit begins with a characteristic that tells us society will become fundamentally flawed. It will be in love with itself, the I am generation, self-absorbed and inordinate self-love. And from this flawed fundamental position, everything in this chapter goes tilt. It goes off base and off balance. We have to have the foundation right. And the Holy Spirit says the foundation of society at the end of the age will be self-focused. It will be the I am generation of people that are inordinately in love with themselves and everything else flaws out, flows out of that flaw. But we're out of time. I'll be back in just a moment and I want to pray for you. We are living in the last of the last days. That means you will see and experience bizarre developments that no other generation has witnessed. How do you protect your family, your children, and your grandchildren from the evil being spread through all media, education, Hollywood, and the courts? With the Bible at your side and the Holy Spirit as your guide, you can sidestep every landmine the enemy has planted and walk into victory. God wants you to be anointed and victorious, regardless of an ever-darkening world. But you need to know what God says about these end times. In Rick's Last Days Survival Guide, you'll learn what the Holy Spirit prophesied about the end of the age, the major signs that we are in the wrap-up of the age, steps to stay free and victorious in this end-time season. Available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $24, you'll learn how to reach inside yourself to stir up the fire of God that is in you. In addition, right now you can order the companion books, Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes for just $15 and Last Day's Survival Guide for only $25. There is so much information in the New Testament about end-time events that we cannot claim ignorance on this subject. And the scriptures tell us how to live victoriously through this end-time season. Don't miss this special offer, the series, Last Day's Survival Guide, and the companion books, Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes, and Last Day's Survival Guide. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
When Denise and I began our ministry many decades ago, the Holy Spirit gave us Romans 10, 18, which says, Yea, verily, their sound went into all the earth and their words unto the ends of the world. And in all of these decades, we've been doing our best to obey this mandate from heaven. And today, miraculously, we are reaching people clear to the very end of the earth. We're reaching people in the Russian-speaking world and millions of them. We're reaching people in the English-speaking world and large numbers of people are now reaching out to us for prayer, support, and resources. As a result of all of this growth, we need a new ministry home in Tulsa and we need to construct a new TV studio in Moscow where we can prepare teaching that will change people's lives. In Tulsa, we have no more room to grow, yet we're growing exponentially all day. Every day, our pastoral partner care department is ministering to people from around the planet who are reaching out to us for prayer and support. Oh, how I wish you could be there to hear the calls and see how people's lives are literally being changed. And in Moscow, we are bursting at the seams as Russian speakers from around the world are reaching out to us for prayer and for support. We're producing up to seven daily TV programs and we desperately need a larger studio to produce Bible teaching that people can trust that will change their lives. In both locations, in Tulsa and in Moscow combined, we need 50,000 square feet of new space so we can minister to the precious people God is bringing to us. And with the land, architectural plans, all furnishings, TV equipment, everything we need, the entire ministry expansion project comes to $120 a square foot. And friend, it's not about buildings. It's about having the space we need so we can effectively minister to the needs of people. We're told in Matthew 28, verse 19, go into all the world and teach all nations. That's what we're doing, but we need your help so we can do it more effectively. We need a new ministry home in Tulsa, and we need a new studio in Moscow where we can prepare teaching that people can trust. And I'm asking you today to ask the Holy Spirit if he wants you to be a part of the giving team to help us accomplish this expansion project. Ask him today, Holy Spirit, would you want me to be a part of this and do whatever he tells you to do as together we fulfill the great commission of Jesus in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. My friend, I know there is no way you can remember everything you heard in yesterday's program and today's program because these programs are moving fast and they are filled with divine revelation and information. That is why you need to order the entire series, which is called End Times Survival Guides. It is 15 parts just jam-packed with insights about what's going to take place in society at the very end of the age, and it comes with a 150-page study guide. You can read it while you see it or while you listen to it and really get the teaching down deep inside you. And my friend, this is teaching you need to get down deep inside you. And it would be great to share with a friend or with a Bible study group. And we're also offering you right now my book called Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes. In Matthew 24, Jesus enumerated the signs we would see just before he comes. We need to know what they are, so order yours today. And we're also offering you my book, which is called Last 
day's survival guide, a scriptural handbook to prepare you for these perilous times. The Holy Spirit wants you to know what's going to happen at the end of the age, not to scare you, but to prepare you so you can live victoriously even in these perilous times. So order yours today by going online or by giving us a call right now. But let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that you did not leave us in the dark about the end of the age. And if we'll listen to you, we'll be prepared for these times. We thank you that you don't give us anything to scare us, but you do tell us what we need to know to prepare us. Help us to embrace the word of God and make the changes we need to make so we'll be prepared to sail through this season in victory. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you tomorrow. But remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power.